Welcome to Intuitive Bites Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Ackerman, the Intuitive RD. I'm a non-diet registered dietitian and intuitive eating coach. My mission is to help women recover from diet culture and heal their relationship to food and body. Follow along as I speak with leading professionals in the field and explore concepts of intuitive eating, health at every size, and body liberation. Hey guys, welcome to episode 51 of Intuitive Bites. For the show today, I'm chatting with Aaron Flores, who is a fellow registered dietitian, and we're talking about navigating diet culture over the holidays and um, with the new year coming up as well. So we talk about, you know, difficult conversations with friends and family members, you know, how to shut down diet talk at the table, um, how to set those boundaries. Uh, but we also talk about, you know, the fact that you don't always have to um, have the perfect response to every diet comment that comes up because that's a lot of pressure. Uh, we also talk about eating disorder recovery uh, over the holidays and talk about, you know, if you are a friend or family member, like how you, how you can best support your loved one uh, who is struggling. So we touch on a lot of different things here, uh, but I really wanted to have Aaron come on to chat about this topic because I think it can be super hard, especially if you're a little bit newer to this journey of, you know, working on intuitive eating and stepping away from dieting um, and learning all these new, really countercultural ideas. Um, you know, it, it's just good to have some support during this time. So hopefully this episode will give you some of that. All right, guys, I also wanted to tell you about a couple things that I have coming up. So first thing, I have a webinar on... January 6th. I had to think about that one. Um, but it's right after the new year and it's an hour and a half long and it's on intuitive eating and body image. Um, so that is $25 if you register now before Christmas. Um, and then it's $30 if you uh, register after Christmas. So highly recommend you guys sign up for that if you're interested. Um, you can sign up on my website, theintuitive-rd.com, or just click the link in my bio on Instagram, and that will help you sign up as well. Uh, and the second thing I wanted to tell you guys about um, is something that I am just announcing like right now. Um, and that is a course that I am releasing with a good friend of mine, Brianna Campos, who you may know from Instagram as Body Image with Brie. And we are collaborating on a course for professionals. So if you are a dietitian, a therapist, a coach, someone else in the medical field, um, and you are newer to these concepts and want uh, just like kind of a really comprehensive overview of all of these topics, you know, health at every size, intuitive eating, um, the non-diet approach, body image, weight stigma, fat phobia, like all of these major things, um, this course is totally for you. Um, and that is being released on January 13th. And there is a discounted rate if you register, if you like pre-order the course. So get more details about that by clicking the link on my bio and Instagram or checking out my website. Um, and that's all I have for you guys. So let's go ahead and listen into my conversation with Aaron. 
All right, Aaron, we are good to go. I'm super excited to have you. Thanks for coming and chatting with me for a little bit. Oh, thanks for having me on the show. I'm, I'm super happy to be talking to you. Yes, cool. Um, so I know we had chatted uh, just a few minutes ago about basically, you know, just kind of opening up a conversation about diet culture during the holiday season, you know, the new year, all that. There's obviously it's, you know, no surprise. It's like a very prevalent time for this kind of conversation. Um, just heightened. It's like exponential, right? It's, it's always like everywhere, but this is just like even more during this time of year. So I guess I'm curious, just like your initial thoughts on um, advice for like somebody navigating just like all the extra noise about diet culture this time of year. Yeah, it, it, it can be challenging in so many ways, I think. I mean, not just because of, you know, the, the, the timing of the year, but I think we also tend to spend it with more family uh, and, and that can be challenging. And sometimes, you know, that it, it, the opposite is true. We're actually like missing family and, and wishing we could be with family and we're not, which can be problematic too. And, and so it's, it's just an interesting, like a scenario where like, you know, the calendar sort of approaches and all of these, um, sort of things that we sort of might have, might have been muted a little bit throughout the year seem a little bit more amplified. So I, I definitely notice it as well. Um, and, and what's interesting is um, I really enjoyed, especially this Thanksgiving reading so many people write articles from two different perspectives. One was really talking about boundary setting and how to, you know, um, set some some boundaries with friends and family that becomes challenging, but is really helpful to help uh, mitigate some of the diet talk and body talk that that might uh, that might that might influence us. And then there was this other crop of articles that were like, you know, the the holidays are emotional, um, a good and bad, and it's okay to feel those emotions. And, you know, and, and it's even okay to like, you know, experience them with food. And, and it doesn't mean it's like a full relapse and it doesn't mean you're out of control, but you know, there, there, there could be a lot of both positive and negative emotions around this time of year. And we also eat and, you know, it's okay to sort of realize, hey, I might engage in some emotional eating, whether it's a positive thing, like enjoying something, or I might be lonely, and I might eat a little bit more to cope with that emotion. I think I really enjoyed sort of like the normalization yeah. of some of that instead of like really, you know, this sort of um, past approach, which was like, you should never emotionally eat and you should never ever, you know, eat out of sadness or happiness or boredom and all these things, which for you know for for the person out there trying to navigate all this stuff makes it really really challenging like what wait you're expecting me to do all this uh just with like the coping skills of like taking a deep breath um, aromatherapy and a bath like that ain't gonna happen like like there might be some food involved yeah and especially like i love that you're pointing this out because this is something I, I think about a lot too like i think especially you know if you know we're people who live in a culture that like maybe um, you know, emotional eating has been a coping skill for us for a long time for many reasons. Again, part of it just kind of because we're in this culture, but like to, you know, to expect from yourself that all of a sudden you're going to like, you know, perf quote unquote, perfectly not emotionally eat and like use all the other coping skills in the world as if that's even like, 
as if that should even be a goal, right? Like we should eradicate emotional eating, but it's a lot of pressure to be like, okay, like, let me not use my primary coping skill or whatever. And, you know, just use all these other things that are brand new to me that don't feel um, as comforting really. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, you know, I'm really hoping that like we can continue that sort of ideology through this holiday season. Cause I think it, it makes things much more sustainable and real instead of like, you know, Oh, this is what the the magazine 10 best ways to not emotionally eat. Like, fuck that. I mean, like we're human, things are going to happen and let's figure out like what's sustainable in our lives. Yeah, totally. I love that. And I think that this is, um, I don't know. This is an important conversation too, just around the holidays. Like you said, it's like a really good point to bring up that like for many people for better or worse or whatever, like whatever the emotions are, this happens to be a time of year that there's a lot more of the emotions going on. Um, And I, yeah, I think that's really interesting. I also think it's interesting, like that for, again, many people, not all, but many people tend to be around family this time of year. And, you know, usually that's connected to, you know, the group of people who um, it impacted us growing up, right? And like may have impacted and influenced the ways in which we eventually, you know, went on to develop disordered eating or eating disorder or whatever. Um, and being back in that environment, um, I don't know, I feel like that's, that's extra stressful too. Absolutely. I mean, it can, it can definitely pose so many challenges. One of the things I think is really helpful is as we no matter where, where, where you're coming from in your history, but as you practice intuitive eating, health at every size, body trust, all these principles that are, you know, about really connecting to your body, uh, the, the vulnerability piece in, at some point involves us talking to the people that are very close to us about what this means and then expanding that circle out and having that conversation sort of outside of just like, you know, loved ones, but maybe like family, right? Or like, you know, Uncle Johnny, who you only see, you know, w- once a year. Yeah. And and sort of like being able to have some language or a script available that says, you know, listen, I'm trying to not have any negative self-talk around my body. So, you know, when you say that, here's what goes on in my mind. So could we just not have any body talk? at this holiday season or, you know, when someone says, Oh, I, I can't believe I had, you know, so much pie. Right. It's like, well, you know, that pie was really delicious and I'm really happy we had it. And I'm working on trying to like normalize all foods. So maybe if we don't just beat ourselves up and acknowledge that this is what we did, you know, it might be helpful. And it's like, it's almost like, uh, it, it, infusing some of this stuff without having to like stand up in front of everyone and say, there shall be no diet talk and there shall be no body talk at this meal, which is one way to do it. And I think is I've done in the past. Um, But it's also really nice to just sort of call people on it when, when you hear it and say, you know, I'm trying something totally different where like, I'm not trying to, you know, use any of these negative things and just be present with, what I'm feeling and what's going on with me now. And I'm noticing X, Y, and Z as a result. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think um, I like the idea of like kind of having something prepared ahead of time, like something you can go to. Cause I feel like that would feel safe in the moment. Um, and something, I don't know. I feel like sometimes you can feel like, you know, I, I, at least 
for myself personally, at times I like process the thing that was said like five minutes later and I'm like, crap, I should have said this. Oh, you know? I'm so there. I'm so there with you. <laughs> but also another thing I want to say, because I feel it all the time, I'm very introverted in general, especially like in an office setting or whatever, which is mm-hmm. when I tend to kind of run a, come across these comments, but um, it's exhausting to always feel like, you know, you need to respond or say the perfect thing or even to respond at all. Like it's exhausting to have to respond to every diet comment that comes up too, which I think so like, I think sometimes like it's, it's amazing to like have these things ready and like feel like you can advocate for yourself in the moment. But also I just want to like, you know, let people off the hook too. And, you know, have them realize like they don't always need to say something either. Absolutely. And this is, you know, just acknowledging the emotional labor that it takes to do this work is, is really hard. And, and it's, it's why I often phrase it as like a rebellion and, and radical acts because, you know, you're, you're, you are swimming against a current that is very strong um, and that most, and that some people are not going to understand uh, but in the end, it doesn't matter. Like it, we do what's true to ourselves. Yeah. And, and so I, I spend a lot of time talking with, with folks about like, well, you know, yes, there's a lot of like bravery and a lot of work that goes into it. But every time you get to, uh, you're questioning this, you just get to come home to the fact of like, what feels right to you? You know, what, what, what has felt comforting to you and 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 good for you and nurturing your body and and nine times out of ten they say you know this way has felt much more at peace and and comfortable than anything else I've ever done yeah and that I love that like that's totally hitting home for me like it's like despite the like feelings of like just it being so freaking hard to be swimming against the current in our culture and like to come across these you know comments every day that like just hit you the wrong way because it's it goes against everything that you've learned like regardless of how hard that all is like you know in your heart what like feels right for you and like what is true for you um mm-hmm. yeah I, I just love that that's that's super helpful um I, I have another kind of different question for you but um you know I know this is something that I feel like comes up for some reason in my comments like all the time or just like I hear from people but basically it's like you know, when you hear your aunt or your mom or, you know, a coworker talking about their, the diet that they're on and they're super excited about it or, and, or they're kind of talking about how like, Oh, like I'm so excited that, you know, I've lost X number of pounds or whatever. Um, what is, what do you, I don't know, what is your guidance here for like a good response to something like that? Uh, it's sort of, you know, there's like so many ways to go here. And I, I think it depends on my level of snarkiness, uh, in the moment, uh, and, and like, and who, and, and who, who it is. Um, you know, a lot of times I, I'm going to just speak for myself here. Okay. And, and cause it's hard to like give general advice sometimes, but like for me, you know, I, um, when that comes up, I usually like just say like, that's nice. Yeah. You know, like, and then move on. Like, that's nice. And then, and then go on. Cause sometimes I don't have the emotional wherewithal to have the conversation, you know? Um, and then, and then sometimes my answer is also, it, you know, instead of that's nice is like, okay, how's that, how's that working for you? Mm. You know, like, like talk to me in a few months and let me know how, how that's going for you. But I'm happy that you're, you think you're finding something that brings meaning to you 
Um, and, and sometimes my answer is like, I don't want to hear about your diet. Like I just, I, it's the last thing I care about when, when you, when we are talking, you know, there are 9,000 other things that are really more interesting. And what's in, you know, I'm thinking back to, to past holidays and this has come up, you know, usually not like my immediate family, but it's like friends of friends or, or, you know, friends of, of, of the family. And, and, you know, at some point it, it comes down to like, you know, you're really interesting. You, you've done all these things and you've written all these things or you've, this is your career. Like, I want to hear about those things. I don't want to hear about like what diet you're, you're on. Cause you know what? That stuff's boring. Like it's, it's such a boring topic. And like, to me, I'd much rather engage on a topic that I think all of us can engage on, on a deeper level because that's more interesting than what you put in your mouth. Yeah. And I feel like that like is something that like probably hits people, you know what I mean? Because it's like, it's not what you would expect, right? Like, it's like, oh, that's boring. Like that's, but that's what we're used to hearing every day all the time. And that's what so many people, you know, um, bond over. So it's like to hear someone be like, Oh, I don't really want to talk about that. I'd rather talk about something, you know, that actually says something about you and who you are. Like it probably, um, if it doesn't hit them in the moment, I feel like it hits them later on. (laughs) Right. Well, you know, I mean, it's like, think about like, if we were to tune in to like a holiday meal, like TV show and every episode is like talking about a diet, like eventually we turn the channel, like, like, wow, they're talking about the same thing. Like, I wonder if there's anything else going on in the world, you know, um, because, but, but that's what it usually boils down to. And, and, and yeah, I mean, I think there's much more interesting things that we could talk about. Yeah, totally. Uh, something I literally, I was just talking about this, like on what I post today, I think, but because it came up in the comments, but, um, you know, I feel like the question I get from people is like, you know, somebody seeking kind of your like validation from you when they say something about like, Oh, I've lost X number of pounds. And so like, how do you like, how do I make my friend or my family member like feel better without like supporting that? And what I've kind of come to, I feel like just naturally in like my responses and it's not like, I don't feel like it's, there is a perfect answer or whatever, but like what I've kind of naturally done in those moments is like tried to shift, like, you know, really rather than validating or saying anything about the weight, um, or even the diet, like, it's like, Oh, like, how are you feeling? Like, how, how, how have you been feeling? Like, I just shift it to like how they're feeling. And if, you know, probably every time I've said that they're like, Oh, I feel amazing because you know, they associate, um, the, the dieting and the weight mm-hmm. loss feeling great, but that's fine. Like I, I would rather focus on how they're feeling regardless and just like, let them know that that's what I kind of, you know, that's what I value. And that's what I want for them is to like, for them to be feeling good. You know? Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's interesting because that's something that I've dealt with ever since I went back to school to become a dietitian, which is, you know, golly, that's, you know, 15, 16 years now, mm-hmm. um, is, is people always want to ask about food, right? Or, or what yeah. do I think of this? Or, or what do I think of that? Right. So I'm sort of used to someone asking or telling me about their food or their body or their weight loss. Um, and, and I think, you know, um, I use the, that's nice a lot with this, like that, that's nice. That's great. Like, cause they don't really want my opinion. Like they, they really don't like, they really don't want me to go into like all the reasons why their diet is bullshit and why it's not going to help long term and, and it's doing more harm than good. And it's, you know, 
they're at a risk for developing. They don't, they don't care. You know, all they want for me to say is that's nice. Um, and, and again, you know, I use that. And then I also go back to my, to the people that like, to me matter the most. And I'm like, there is, I use the same thing about the food. Like there's so many more interesting things to you than like your body size and what you put in your mouth. And it's, it's just the last thing I want to talk about when it comes to, um, you know, how, like what's going on in our lives. Uh, and, and sometimes I even play the card of like, listen, I talk about this all day with people. I don't want to talk about it with you unless you're going to pay me. Right. And, and if you're going to pay me, I will gladly, you could, you could be my client and I will gladly work with you. But like, I only talk about food with my clients. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally like relate to so much of that because yeah, I think like all my friends and family and you know, just everyone like wants to always talk about that. And, um, I feel like I need to use that, start using that line. Like, okay, if you want to hire me, let's, let's do it. But otherwise yeah. I really want to talk about this right now. <laughs> you know, I also want to just sort of add, you know, we're talking about this from, again, from, from my perspective, I, I want to acknowledge that there are a lot of people out there who are showing up at family meals who are getting a lot of unsolicited uh, um, comments like around diets or around their bodies. Um, and, and those are, are truly challenging, you know? So I just want to, you know, acknowledge that I'm coming at this really from, from my own perspective. And there are a lot of folks out there who have a lot of harm done to them, uh, through, through a lot of these comments. And, and I acknowledge that, that, that that's really challenging and that makes the holidays in some ways unsafe for a lot of people. Um, and, and it is challenging and you need to, a lot of people end up deciding, right. I'd rather not engage with people because I'm going to get so much weight stigma from my family and friends than then it's safer for me to actually be alone and with friends than with my family. Yeah, I was just thinking that as you were talking, because I'm, I'm running like a an intuitive eating like support group, like kind of we're reading through the book right now. And there were at least a couple of people in the group that said that they've decided, you know, for the holidays that they're not going to, you know, go home, which sucks. Like it's a really hard decision, but like for their, where they're at in their recovery, like it felt like the, the best choice for them. So it's super sad, but um, it's a decision that like, you have permission to make also. Cause you know, I feel absolutely. Like, yeah. Like I feel like people sometimes think that like, well, maybe I, it's not good for me to, you know, they, they question that, but I feel like people need that permission to like make that choice for themselves and for their recovery, you know? Yeah. So this is kind of um, leading me into something I really wanted to ask you, which is one of the last questions. And it's kind of, again, from a different lens, I'm jumping all over the place, but um, I know that you, you know, work in eating disorder recovery. And I'm curious, like from the perspective of like someone who's listening to this, that like, you know, um, yeah, is close with somebody who has an eating disorder or has had one, or, you know, is really struggling with disordered eating and um, trying to, to get better. Like how, what is your recommendation for like supporting someone who has an eating disorder or eating disorder or has had one during this time of year? Uh, you know, I think first off, it go i think the reason this becomes such a such a hard topic for people who want to support their friend or family mm-hmm. is it goes down to the fact that eating disorders are eating disorders are so misunderstood mm-hmm. and that a, a lot of people assume that you know it's um you know just 
like, you know, just eat or just don't eat or, you know, just don't engage in behaviors, whatever it is. Um, and that it's, it's really not that, that simple. Um, and if it was that simple, you know, obviously people would be in recovery at much higher rates and, and be able to stay in that recovery. Um, so I think the number one thing that we need to do with folks that are, that are working on their recovery during this holiday season is let them know that they have space to struggle and that they don't, you're not expecting them to be perfect during the holidays. Uh, and, and, you know, that, that how can, you know, you be someone who's going to be an ally during that meal. And so when the eating disorder is really raging and yelling at them about, you know, like whether it's, you know, sitting at the table or not sitting at the table or, or whatever the behavior is showing up, right. Mm-hmm. That, you know, you can also be a, a support to just listen to what's going on. Right. And to, to, it can be this engagement of like, you know, you don't have to isolate right? You don't have to be all alone in this. Like, let me be there with you through this. And I think for so many people, they, they don't, who are trying to work on their recovery, they don't get that. They just get someone who says, you know, well, I made this, it's yummy, you should eat. Like, I don't know why you're doing this again. Like, we've worked on your recovery, right? You've been to treatment and now, you, now it's all going poorly. Um, so that frustration shows up uh, and, and, it, and then it becomes not helpful, right? So I think, What's really helpful is, is, you know, when there is, when someone's struggling is to maybe do the, the most vulnerable thing and reach out for support before the meal. And like, you know, it might just be one person, right? Or it might be two or three people, but saying like, I'm really worried about the meal. I'm really worried about being at home with my family. I'm really worried about this trip. Uh, Here's what I'm worried about you know, and, and, and how can you support me? Like, what can you, what can we come up with together so that I, I'm not all alone in this. Uh, and I think that isolation piece, if we can work on that isolation piece and help people feel seen and know that they, that it's okay to struggle, they don't have to be perfect, um, changes, changes the dynamic a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that I'm sure is a huge one. Just like that, that again, it's like that permission to like, you know, yeah, to not be perfect at it, right? And to like, to be able to struggle and like, you know, not feel like you're going to be, have that frustration come your way if you're not yeah. doing it perfectly. And, yeah. and you know, and, and here's the other thing, as, as support, um, you know, as the person without the eating disorder and trying to support someone, that's where you get to be the ally, right? So instead of, you know, when, when someone does, you're at the table and someone is making, um, some comments about food or comparing or whatever, that's where you get to say like, Hey, we're not, we're trying not to have uh, a meal with any food talk tonight. Right. Like, you know, we're trying, we're trying to focus on gratitude or this theme instead of the food. Um, and, and, and knowing that, right. Being able to sort of do that lets the person also know that like, Hey, I don't have to do this myself. Like I don't have to, you know, when they can't find their voice, there's someone else is going to use their voice uh, instead to, to keep them safe. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm sure that's a huge one too, to, you know, have someone, you know, I, again, I, I kind of wish I had that person like on my shoulder, like who was able to say that during difficult conversations yeah. like, sometimes. So I feel like, especially for someone in that really vulnerable place like that, that would mean a lot to have those boundaries, um, set. So thank yeah. you so much for sharing all that, Aaron. I guess I, I'd love for you to just kind of, 
um, give a final piece of advice, especially to someone who is listening to this whole conversation about, you know, um, being home over the holidays or just having the holidays be a difficult time of year uh, for diet culture stuff, like speaking to that person, um, what last minute advice would you have for them going into, you know, the rest of the holiday season here? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, is focus on the meaning of, of what it means to be home, what it means to, you know, celebrate these holidays, either with friends or family or, or just a couple people, um, focusing on the, the experiences, right. The connections that we can build with friends and family, uh, the experience of eating food that can be joyful and, um, and, and, and meaningful and, and, and enjoy and, uh, uh, yummy, right? I mean, just like enjoying yummy food and not having to uh, worry about, you know, how am I going to sort of uh, balance out the scale tomorrow, right? Because there is no scale to balance out. And and once that once that calendar flips over, you know, and is and everyone is like thinking about all of the resolutions that they need to make, is there's a lot of freedom in saying, you know what, January first is just the next day on the calendar and I'm working on accepting my body and, and my body is, has shown up for me every year um, that I've been here and it's still here. And I'm just going to spend this year, not trying to change it, but just trying to accept it. Oh, I love that. Love that message. That's, that's amazing. Uh, Aaron, where can people find you online and what things do you have to offer? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm, I, uh, you can, my Instagram is at, at Aaron Flores RDN and it's the same uh, handle for Facebook and Twitter. I, my website is smashthewaitriarchy.com and I offer um, a men's group uh, and I'll probably be offering that at the beginning of 2020 sometime. It's an online virtual group uh, for men that focuses on body trust principles. And then along with uh, my part with a, with a colleague of mine, Rachel Milner, we do a virtual support group for uh, folks who work in the ED community who are clinicians who are also struggling uh, and need some support with their own eating disorder. We run a support group for that. Uh, and then I, I take people uh, in my practice. I see people virtually and I see people in person. So you can find me all those ways. And then lastly, uh, I also co-host another podcast called Dietitians Unplugged with Glennis Oyston. So um, so you, sh- you can check, check me out in all of those areas. <laughs> I'll definitely link to all of them too so people can find you. Thank you again, Aaron. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course. All right, guys, that is a wrap on this week's episode. Go ahead and follow Aaron on Instagram. His Instagram is at Aaron Flores RDN. And make sure to check out his podcast, Dietitians Unplugged. And just to remind you guys about the couple of things I have coming up, um, you can sign up for the webinar, which is an hour and a half long on January 6th. And it's all about intuitive eating and body image. Um, you can sign up for that in the link on my bio on Instagram or just go to, straight to my website, theintuitive-rd.com. And you can do the same to pre-order my course for professionals that I am collaborating with uh, Brianna Campos on. And that will be released on January 13th. It's going to be all things basically the non-diet approach. So um, health at every size, intuitive eating, weight stigma, fat phobia, body image. Um, 
And it will both like go through, you know, explaining these concepts and a little bit about the history, the principles, the application, you know, providing tools, um, and also will help you to kind of be set up to do your own work in these areas, right? Because we can't help our clients through this framework if we're not, um, yeah, fully informed on it ourselves and haven't done the work ourselves um, to really start to internalize this this new framework. Um, so highly recommend if you feel like you need some support in this area uh, that you check that course out. Um, and that's all I have for you guys. So thanks for listening to this episode. I will be back really soon and I will talk to you then.